Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good Wednesday summer morning, Eagles fans. It is absolutely the summer, both weather-wise and the inactivity on the football front. But, hey, last night we had uh, uh, Craig Kimball shutting it down and winning the All-Star game for the National League for the first time in 10 years, as correctly predicted by yours truly on WIP last night. So I'm feeling fine this morning. How you feeling, Johnny Mac? I'm feeling good, Jody. Over under on how many pitches of that All Star game I watched? Uh, that would be nada. Uh, uh, a half would be You're going an under. under. Huh? You're going under, uh, yeah. I, I did watch the All Star game, and yeah, I, I thought that uh, Rob Thompson would take advantage of his being the manager and would give his guy the chance to shut it down in the ninth, and he did. Walked a couple of guys to make it interesting, uh, but uh, did get the save first time in a decade that the National League won the World Series. So, yeah, I watched plenty of that. I was on the air for the, the majority of it, but then yeah. at 10 o'clock. I, I still love All-Star. I told that story. I still love All-Star games as a kid. And I always thought to myself, man, I hate All-Star games. I hate every All-Star game. I hate the NBA All-Star game, the baseball All-Star game. You know, the NHL, the, the, the Pro Bowl was a joke, and they finally got rid of it, uh, thankfully, the Pro Bowl games. I don't know how much better that is, but uh, I, I always I said, man, why do I hate these games so much? And I, one day I just had the epiphany. I was like, they're for kids. I loved them as a kid because you don't realize what nonsense it is, but y- you're just seeing the stars that you grew up and you loved, and they're all intermingled and together. And then when you grow up, you realize, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> I I agree with you that it was a kid's thing when you and I were younger. 
but it also the game's changed. It, it used to be since we went to baseball, and that's the one that was played last night. Guys didn't play each other. Henry Aaron well, didn't yeah, play Mickey uh, Mantle. Yeah, yeah. You, the only time you got to see Henry Aaron and Mickey Mantle play against you was in the All Star game. That's yeah. it. There was no free agency. There was no interleague play. There was no Major League Baseball on an app, on your phone, on the web, on MLB Network. You got Saturday Game of the Week, the World Series, and the All-Star Game. That was it. That's the only time you ever got a chance to see the superstar players from other teams. So, man, when they came on, it was something special. Now, it's nothing special. It's on every night. You can watch every game every night. So yeah. uh, modern technology and get things in the game have changed. Yeah, so that's, that's part of it. Important. And the worst is, you know, in the other sports, um, changing, I won't talk, I'm not an expert, but changing Eastern Conference versus Western Conference to whatever the hell they do, Team LeBron versus, I mean, that is just, that just, no. When you do stuff like that, you're saying, all right, this is, awful and we're trying to you know obfuscate the fact that it's awful yeah, with this tinker, tinker with and it to hide it. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly but i did i enjoyed the all-star game last night not as much as i used to when i was a kid johnny max right about that but it was still good because uh nick castellanos yeah i got that right eskin owes me a dollar uh, Nick Cassiano's going to get one at bat. He got three plate appearances. He got two at bats and a walk and played center field. Rob Thompson threw out in center field last night. That's the kind of crazy stuff you can do in the All-Star game. Yeah, I did watch. And because there's no football to be watching or be talking about. Oh, we'll come up with two hours worth of conversation today. We got a double G show. Mike Gill and Bob Groats are going to join us as our guests. Uh, Johnny Mac, here's where I want to start with today's football conversation since we've exhausted baseball. I got a feeling. Maybe it's because the Phillies won the All-Star game at something. I got a feeling that something's going to happen here in the next couple of days with the Eagles. Based on absolutely nothing. I've got no sources. I've got no inside info. I just get it. Things have been too slow around the National Football League in general, but specifically slow around the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you think the inactivity is telling us something? Do you think Howie may have something up his sleeve? Um, He might, but not because of the inactivity. I mean, they're not in the building. They haven't been in the building. They're literally on vacation. Um, You know, they're not doing anything. Well understood. Now, uh, now I'm I'm looking at my phone at the date. So we're July 12th, July 25th. I I'm pretty sure everybody's back this weekend. By everybody, I mean the front office, the the coaching staff, and uh, the executives. So, you know, there's business to be done. They still have to sign Calais Ringo. As I say, don't worry about it. It'll get done probably a couple days before camp. Um, and and. I think we talked about it with Ed last week, Ed Kratz, you know, could they add somebody before training camp? Yeah. I mean, when they get back in the building, um, you know, they're going to be looking at what they did in the off season as we joke about how little it was, but you know, there was more stuff than we got to see. And I always say with young players, like everybody in this league, not just the Eagles, Everybody in this league gets super jacked up after the draft. 
we got this guy, we got that guy, we got this guy. And then they get them on the field in the spring and they go, Oh, well, you know, this guy's probably not ready. And that's when the, the Dalvin cooks and the Deandre Hopkins can start to get a little bit of leverage, even though they got kind of screwed by the timing of when they were released and people start to realize I need this. I need that. I need this. And the Eagles might be in that category. We talked about it with linebacker, most notably, um, could they, could they bring somebody in? Sure. Steven Nelson, a couple of years ago, you know, they needed a corner. We talked about it all off season. They need a corner. They need a corner. They need a corner. Well, you know, are they really going to throw Zach McPherson out there as a fourth round pick? Uh, and the answer was no. And they ultimately signed Steven Nelson, I think two days before training camp. So it's possible. It's always possible with Harry Roseman. And by the way, at the other end of the spectrum with Anthony Harris, I bring that up all the time, August 30th. You know, it can go throughout the summer when they picked up C.J. Gardner-Johnson. If you go back to the Super Bowl. Was that, was that the date, August 30th? I, I, I was trying to think the other day. Was it late August, early September? August 30th. Because it was within days of the start of the yeah. season, but it was actually late August, not early September. It was 11, I think 11 days, uh, August 30th, but right when the cutdown was, uh, you know, to 53. Um, and they had a little bit of time uh, before week one, and that was a big narrative, uh, obviously, to get somebody up to speed that quickly, uh, which kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of uh, shines a light on the fact that you know, they're not doing a lot, so you can get guys up to speed pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, if you go back to the Super Bowl season, I was saying Ronald Darby, that was more mid-August. Um, so, you know, he's I, – I here's – there will be a player on this team that's not here yet by the time we get to August 30th. That's how I'll, I'll I, say it. I would tend to agree with that. Uh, but I just have this feeling that maybe some you're you're right there. If they're not even in a building, how he's working his cell phone to talk to an agent to potentially sign a free agent, probably not, but just I got this weird feeling. All right, here's one other thing that I did want to touch on before we get our buddy Mike Gill up as our first guest today. Uh, I go to my usual football websites in the morning, prepping to be on with you. Uh, Bleeding Green Nation, Inside the Eagles, Inside the Eagles, Inside the Birds, uh, Eagles uh, Wire. And this one was on Eagles Wire today. The Eagles ranking in spending under the cap at each individual position, breaking the positions down by cap hit for the players on the roster as of right now, as compared to the other teams in the National Football League. And this will kind of jump out at you, and then I'll explain it, why I think it's a little bit of a misleading article. Um, Eagles spending on quarterback in the National Football League right now ranked 24th. Whoa, they just gave Jalen. Well, no, it's just this year. So they did the deal, so they weren't taking a massive cap hit this year. Oh, there's massive cap hits to come for Jalen Hurts. It's just not this year. So uh, they're 24th in the NFL quarterback spending. Running back spending 22nd, wide receiver spending only 18th. 
And that's with A.J. Brown as their lead guy. But Devontae Smith still on a rookie deal. Quez Watkins still on a rookie deal. 18th in wide receivers. 18th in tight ends. 10th in offensive line. They've got the best offensive line in football, but they're only 10th in spending on the offensive line. That's pretty good cap management by Howie Roseman. Um, Defensive tackle which includes two really good young guys, but Fletcher Cox makes a nice chunk of change. 23rd, defensive end. Here's where the spending comes in. They're fifth. Because Josh Sweat's getting paid. Hassan Reddick's getting paid. Shoot, even Derek Barnett is getting paid, even though he's down the roster of mix. And so who's actually going to pay? That's, that's where they spend the most money, at defensive end. They're the fifth-ranked spender in the NFL. Linebacker, you want to take guess, Johnny Mac, out of 32? Uh, they got to be 30, 31, or 32. They got to be bottom three um, at linebacker. They, they would be 31st out of 32 teams, correct? And safety. Same thing. Got to be 30, 31. 32nd. They are yeah. last in safety. And cornerback, which I thought they'd be higher, the eighth in cornerback. And they got two. Very good cornerback, but they redid Slay's deal. So, again, that goes down the road. I say, I'm looking at these numbers and going, wait a minute. If the Eagles have arguably the best roster in the National Football League, how can they be nowhere in the top five ranking positionally any of these positions? And then I figured that out. It dawned on me. The Eagles have a lot of dead cap money. That's how Howie Roseman does this. He's willing to take hits with dead cap money to push it down the road to stay viable in season that, you know, at some point you're going to have to pay a price, but the way they broke it out, this is just in cap hits this year as per position. Well, they basically have to do that because they are far and away the team leading team in the national football league with dead cap money. They've got over $48 million in dead cap money. That's how they get the roster together because they take hits on other guys. So it doesn't show up in certain figures. Howie Roseman has always been able to do it. And it seems to me you would pay a bigger price for it, but they're not because they have one of the best rosters in the national football league, even though they have far and away the best dead cap money, which means Howie Roseman gets and who are his guys, his underlings. Uh, Jake, Jake Rosenberg Rosenberg. and and Bryce Johnston. And yeah, I I would add to it. Like that's taking a picture right now. Like people don't want to take a picture of, of, of us, obviously. But if if you take a picture in the moment, it's a picture in the moment and it doesn't take into account anything else. So, and I've seen those stories before, and I forget where it was. I'm not trying to pick on them, but they're kind of meaningless because as you it doesn't look at the big picture. Like if 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 Jake Rosenberg and Bryce Johnson were doing their job that way, looking at oh, we got to worry about the cap this year, they'd be fired inside of ten seconds. It's this whole sort of living and breathing organism, as you mentioned. Start with Jalen Hurts. Well, yeah, they set up the contract so it's light early. And obviously, you got to pay the price down the road. However, they're going to restructure the deal again and again and again and again. Um, so, and they're, again, they're not the first to do this. I've seen these stories, but they're kind of meaningless in that 
it, it, it's that snapshot that doesn't take into account the bigger picture where where you can get a, sort of a a a, a feel and but you already know this is linebacker and safety right i mean they don't spend at linebacker and safety um and they're talent deficient at linebacker and safety so i mean there's some obvious takeaways um and and that comes with valuation of, of, of positions and you mentioned edge well they value edges <laughs> they're willing to so pay they're willing edge. they're willing to pay and even on the interior, they're willing to pay um, when it's time to pay. And cornerback, they're willing to pay when it's time to pay. They got a little bit of a, a break from James Bradbury, um, which is always helpful. But they're willing to pay that position. Um, they proved with A.J. Brown after many years, by the way, of struggling at that position. Uh, that they were willing to pay to finally fix the position, and obviously quarterback, um, most notably. Um, and, you know, other teams, and there's different philosophies, San Francisco, um, uh, Baltimore, Chicago, who are paying off-ball linebackers, some with success, some with not success, but we'll see. I mean, Chicago just did it, so you can't really say it's not success. Um, are they right? Are the Eagles wrong? Well, that's the beauty. You get to right. figure it out. And the results will play themselves out on the field. I just thought it was tremendously interesting that one way you look at it, you go, oh, my God, the Eagles are geniuses. And you factor in another set of figures, you go, oh, okay, that explains it. They're willing to play with dead cat money. See, if I were a capologist, that would uh, that would keep me up at night. If I'm taking a cat pit for someone who's no longer on my team. Well, the owner just... helps. That's where the owner helps. Because exactly. some, people, some people don't have that leash in this league. I talk about it with GMs all the time. There, most GMs do not have the luxury that Howie Roseman has. Correct. Uh, they don't have that kind of rope. They don't have that kind of leash to be able to make those kinds of, whether you want to call them mistakes with Carson Wentz, however you want to describe it, whatever adjective you want to use, most GMs don't have that luxury. So Jeffrey Lurie's a, 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 a big part of Howie Roseman's success. You're right. And and Carson Wentz was a mistake, but like they're still paying a dead cap hit this year for Brooks on the offensive line. That wasn't a mistake. That was no. just the way that they chose to structure the contract to continue to take hits down the road. And at some point the, the bill comes due and you got to be able to pay it. Even after the guy's been off your team for two years, that's a philosophy. That's a way to do business. And you're right. If the owner isn't willing to go with it, you're not allowed to do it as a general manager or a cap manager of those teams. Uh, so the Eagles are in damn good position because of the talent on their roster. And they're, I think, in the top 10 in cap space as of right now, adjusted cap space. So if they did want to make a play for a free agent, they could go out and do it. I still don't think it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins or Dalvin Cook, but any other free agents out there at this stage that 
Uh, is thinking they're going to get paid? I'm doubting highly. The Eagles could be competitive with anybody else if they had an injury and they had a need once camp does open up. All right, speaking of camp opening up, we are now just 12 days away from the Eagles actually getting together as a team and getting the 2023 season underway. Mac and Mac guys here to talk about it with you. We will be joined by our buddy from down the shore, Big Mike Gill, first Wednesday guest up next here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them out. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Streaming on in here on Bird 365 with your Mac and Mac guys. Hey, it's a Wednesday. That means all of you Mike Gill devotees. We got a couple. There's of a lot of them. Fans on a lot team. of them. Oh, Gill's in. Gill's in the house. Got to have Gill. We have Gill every Wednesday. So if you're one of those, hit the like button right now. Come on. You got to back your guy. If you're that big a Mike Gill fan, you got to hit the like button. Show a little love to the uh, Birds 365 crew, which on Wednesday mornings 
uh, always uh, includes Mike Gill and his T-shirt reveal. Mike Gill, oh, yeah. lean back, lean back. This lean, one's I tough today. You can't, like that. This one's tough today. You can't really see. It is a uh, Altoona Curve minor league baseball nice. team of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Um. I will be in Altoona. My team advanced to the regionals. So the games are in Altoona, which we were a couple of years ago. And I picked up a curve shirt when I went to the ball game out there. So the Altoona nice. curve are the. Uh, By the way, guess, guess who was a Pittsburgh Pirates fan? Or he was until he became a certain pander in chief. Oh, the the head coach of the Philadelphia. The Eagles? head coach of the Philadelphia. Grew up a Pirates fan, did he? Yes, big big Pirates fan. There you big, go. Yes, big Pirates fan. Well, that's upstate Pennsylvania, and that's where Altoona is, right? Uh, yeah. What's the, what's the official mileage from the Jersey Shore to Altoona, PA? How long Not, is it going to take you to get up there? About a five-hour drive. But yeah. when I'm there, the week that we're there for our tournament. The Reading Phillies will be there, so I'll get a chance to check out the Phils of tomorrow. Very nice. We're going to hit a couple curve games while we're out there because let me tell you, not much else to do in Altoona this time of the year. I guess that, that, that downtown section of Altoona, not jumping at night till 2 o'clock in the morning, make sure the kids are all tucked into their hotel beds and Mike gets out and parties like it's 1999. That's not happening. <laughs> More like 1985 in that town. I saw a Derek Jeter rehab appearance in Trenton at one time. It was a zoo uh, for the then Trenton oh, yeah. Thunder. I, I believe they have changed since then. Yeah. Well, the kid from Bishop Eustis pitches for Altoona. The, he got drafted in the first round. Solamento, like oh. two years ago, he's a lefty. So we're hoping we catch him one of the days while he's out there. And I don't know what it lines up for Abel if he throw it. They they play six game sets in the minor league, so they're out there for six days. Six so. games, wow! Yeah, wow. come in, come in for an entire week. All right, Mister Talk Show Host, um, this Debo Samuel thing. Last uh, two nights ago, my buddy yeah. Zach Gelb on CBS Sports got Debo Samuel on, tied into some kind of promotion. He must have been promoting something. Because a PR person was involved. Usually it's just you get somebody involved and you get them on the line and you do an interview. I know I do them on the weekends on CBS. And Gelb went to let what what he said about they would have beaten the Eagles if Brock Purdy didn't get her. He gave a quick dismissive answer. Zach tried to follow up and he just said, the PR person jumped in and said, that'll do. And the interview was over and done with. Is this... San Francisco, Philadelphia thing, media members out in San Francisco still talking some trash about Philadelphia fans. Is this going to play all the way up to week 13 when the 49ers and the Eagles play? Is this going to be as big a rivalry game leading up to it as Eagles-Cowboys this season? Uh, I don't know if about bigger than Eagles-Cowboys, but it'll definitely – and and depending on how both teams are. I mean, you would imagine if they're both really good entering week 12 or 13, whenever that game is, that is going to resurface big time that week of that game. And that will probably be 
the only talking point of that game for most people is it's the Debo Samuel revenge. He's been talking about this game. And then on the flip side here, anybody who gets a chance, you know, if he does anything during the week, I wouldn't even be surprised in, a, in an era where, you know, the newspapers aren't sending people places. They're cutting back. If this is the only week they said, we're going to send you out to San Francisco this week to try to get something uh, from him to make some headlines this week, because yeah, um, you thought it was done. It was almost like the last week when I was on. We talked about the field at the Super Bowl. You thought that was done and passed, and then here we are all these months later. Yeah, well, you can tell again. it's the offseason, yeah. yeah. People keep bringing this stuff up. Um, now, so he, my question, um, Mike, is it more, you know, Debo said what he said originally, but is it at this point, is it more fan-driven than it is um, – like when it does get to week 13 or whatever that is, I, I don't think it's going to be much of a deal. He knew the week. I mean, he was dialed in on I mean, he said, well, we'll find out in week 12 or 13. It wasn't like one of those guys well, who said, that, that, I don't know the what the Sanford, schedule looked like. That, then the San Francisco radio host, and I forget his name. Maybe you remember it, Jody. He went off on Philadelphia pants. Like I feel it's more, and by the way, not all radio hosts, but there's, I mean, you guys are great, but there's some blowhards out there who just try to generate engagement with some, whether you want to call it shock, shock jock or whatever. That's what I felt that was. Um, I, I think it's more of that at this point, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I mean, Debo said what he said. You probably should have let it go. And at this point, I think he's trying to let it go. Did Debo but... say that not understanding the backlash he was going to get from it, specifically knowing the, the the Eagles fan base? Like, you said something that once you kind of get under their skin, the Eagles fan base, they don't forget about it, and that has kind of just perpetuated. Well, yeah. yeah, but I but to be fair to the Eagles fans, I, I – Look, I think there's knuckleheads in every fan base, and and there's going to be. And San Francisco, by the way, has a long history of some untoward things happening. Whether it was Candlestick Park, or now it's Santa Clara, you're always going to have that knucklehead portion of the fan base. This seems manufactured to me. Does it not seem manufactured to you guys? No, I think the only manufacturing, and it was well done by Zach Gelb, was to try and get under Depot skin, to to try and get a country. Well, and that's manufactured, moment. right, Jody? Correct. That's, it is. Yeah. And and Zach Gelb did a good job, but I don't think Debo did it. I don't think Debo was on. There's a reason what they shut it down. I'm sure you had to talk with the PR person at that time. We want to steer clear of this. It's over. It's done with. Uh, we, we don't need to be dr- drudging up this topic. And Gelb, to his credit, did it and and went there well, and got Debo to say something on the record again. I wouldn't say it's manufactured by Gelb as much as Gelb, who happens to be a national radio voice, is also from this region and understood the story. It's not like if he's on CBS Sports Radio and the host is maybe D.A., DA might not ask him that because he's not from the area and doesn't understand that uh, this is, you don't think it, it was a big enough story that anybody who hosts on CBS. Yeah, but I mean it was down. so far yeah, and, removed. And, and, and Gelb went to school here. He's not from here. 
Um, well, right. But I'm saying he's, he's at least, but I'm going to say he worked in this area. I mean, did the Eagles pre, uh, pre or post at one point? I mean, so he at least had connection to the Eagles to know that that was a big time story that it might make some headlines. So if you want to say he knew it might make headlines because he worked here and he knew it, he knew enough to ask the question. If there's a host who's not from here, didn't work here, he might have said, ah, that ship is sailed. That thing's way over with. Why would I even bring that back up? I don't know. Maybe. Well, then I think there's social media part of it. I, I mean, you know, Kadarius Tony's in some hot water claiming he got hacked. Um, uh, <laughs> getting Doing a back and forth with Giants fans. Um, it, I, I think some of these guys, you know, some of the corners, did you see Darius Slay talking to, you know, the corners are going after each other and Darius is trying to play uh peacemaker. Um, CJ Gardner Johnson was involved with that. Uh, D backs as a whole. I, I think social media has uh, impacted this a lot with the players. I mean, they see some of this and all of a sudden, you know, maybe in a weak moment they they take their phone and say something they probably shouldn't say and coaches are probably drives them crazy i just don't think organization versus organization i don't think there's i don't think there's a feud between the 49ers and the eagles i don't no sort of not, like the, not the teams i agree with that it'll be a fan generated back and forth that may become juvenile the week leading <laughs> up to the game. Yes. I mean, much like, I mean, you might say Eagles, Cowboys, the organizations that, that they. Yeah. They want to beat each other. Eagles, they want to beat each other. I don't think they have a disdain. In, oh, no, in I don't think they have each a other. Disdain, but, but the fans get, you know, loopy during the week. Um, look, with Debo Samuel, if he just answered the question, but I guess what I was trying to phone. say, what I was trying to say, Mike, is there are legitimate rivalries. Eagles Cowboys, legitimate rivalry. Ravens Steelers might be the best rivalry in pro football right now. Um, they legit want to beat each other, um, and it generally deals with divisions for obvious reasons. Um, <clears throat> anytime you're in the NFC Championship game, yeah, it's going to be big in that ecosystem but every now and then you get a i don't want to say a manufactured but one kind of manifest out of when 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 brady and the patriots were playing peyton manning and the colts it seemed like every single year even though they only played once it seemed like that game yeah, had true. more to it that's and it, it grew based on the competitiveness of the teams of that era at that time i don't know where philly and san francisco going to play each other on the schedule every year for the next, you know, six out of seven or, that or something might like develop. That. Yeah. That right. Might develop. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it'll be fast developing. I'll go this far. If the 49ers come in to the link in week 12 and win that game, and then the two teams meet again in the playoffs this year, could be in Santa Clara, could be here in Philadelphia. Oh, shoot. That'll be a rivalry game. After what happened last year, if the 49ers come in and beat the Eagles in their house in the regular season, Brock Purdy gets the better of Jalen Hurts, 
Oh, the rivalry is absolutely. And I think you know the Cowboys and 49ers back in the day had a little bit of a rivalry because they kept playing each other and they were good. Um, but that those types of rivalries have to be dependent on being really good, as Jody's saying. You you know, the 49ers have to be good again. The Eagles have to be good again. They have to meet in the NFC Championship game. And maybe that kind of rivalry starts to to manifest, even the divisional round game. But it's got to be a big game. It's got to be a big game for it to, to sort of ignite. Um even with the regular season. I'll ask both you guys. Hmm. Week 13, game number 12. Is it going to be a big game? Will they both be on top of their divisions at that yeah. point? Will we be debating this game could decide who gets home field advantage in the NFC Championship game? Uh, I know we're months away from it. you got to play those first 11 games, but uh, we can project how big yeah. a game is that game going to be when it gets here on the schedule. Yeah, at that point, it should be a big game. And then that's the start of the Eagles having a brutal stretch of games for them. You know, it's like San Francisco, Dallas, Buffalo. They play a bunch right in a row right there, starting at that spot. So, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm imagining the game will be a is that a is that a 405 game? 425. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the national, you know, Fox afternoon game. I would imagine. You know, I'm going to get that email from the Fox PR guy saying, hey, can you give me a couple of calls with some crazy Eagle fans so we can do a montage before the game that has, you know, that Debo Samuel, he's a, you know, uh, they're going to play this up the whole, you know, leading into that game, I would imagine. That will be the storyline. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt, but that's what I was kind of getting at, the manufactured part of it. That, to, to me, is, you know, different than, uh, legitimate angst between the organizations. And maybe, you know, I always go back to the Sixers Celtics robbery when I was young and Julia serving as strangling Larry Bird. And they, maybe those kind of rivalries don't exist anymore when there was legitimate angst yeah. between teams and organizations. But I, I think if they do, it's generally born out of, 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 of sort of being close all the time. And in, in other words, you know the Cowboys are on the schedule twice. You know if they're good, you know those games are going to be important every single year and to a lesser extent because it hasn't happened recently because the Eagles have dominated the Giants. But when the Giants were good in the Parcells years, that was huge. When the, when the then Redskins were good and Joe Gibbs, it's been a long time, that was a big deal. And it, it, it was born out of that uh, familiarity of constantly seeing each other. Um, you got to be good for that, as you mentioned, with the Colts and the pet, Pats. Well, they kept matching up because they were always in first place. Uh, so they were always playing the first place schedule. So they got matched up a lot in the regular season. Uh, and then they would see each other in the playoffs because they were both so good and, and in the same conference. The most, um, the most manufactured rivalry, Phillies-Mets. The Phillies and the Mets for the first 40 years of the Mets' existence from 1961 to 2001, they were never good at the same time. Either the Phillies were good and the Mets stunk or the Mets were good and the Phillies stunk. Oh, great rivalry, Mets and Phillies. No, it wasn't. 
They were never <laughs> both good at the same time. Now, over the last 15 years or so, there have been a couple of September well, yeah, and, and when what and what happens with Mets Phillies when the Phillies are bad, the Mets fans can come down and they're good and they can buy a bunch of tickets and there's a bunch of Mets fans and vice versa. If the Phillies are good and the Mets are bad, the Phillies fans can go up there and take over uh, that state, whether it's Shea or Citibank or whatever the heck they call it, call Citibank now. Um, so that kind of, but again, that's fan driven. Right. That's fan driven. It's, it's not uh, with the players. Uh, and there just hasn't been that kind of a competition, but the competition is uh, ready for this year. All right, Mike Gill, will you tonight? What do you do on Wednesday night, usually? You got a uh, uh, personal appearance gig. You got a show you always watch. What do you? What is Mike uh, coaching on Wednesday? You always got Wednesday night games. What do you do on Wednesday nights? Tonight, I'm we're 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 practicing, but okay. generally on a Wednesday night, I'm relaxing, just kind of saying, "All right, I'm uh, relaxing for the for the like during the football season, like Wednesday. There's nothing happening, you know. Yeah, it's okay. kind of your night in the middle of the week. But tonight, yes, I have practice. All right, so here's uh, once practice is over and done with, the sun's gonna you got play on a lighted field. You practice yeah, we got great night. lights down here. I have an app on my phone that controls the lights. We we turn them on, turn them off from my house. Oh, nice. Very nice. nice. Technology. Nice. So you've got to keep hydrated today. Keep those kids hydrated. 93 down 90, the store today. Yeah. It's going to be, hot, gonna be huh? hotter even up here. 90. Nice and cool. I'm outside right now. It's not bad. Uh, it's, it's still early. It's going to get hot as the day Coming. goes on. Here's the reason why I ask you what you do on Wednesdays. Will you at any point be streaming into Netflix? Netflix has got this oh, the quarterback new show di- documentary on quarterback. Is that coming out yeah. today? That looks good. I yeah, saw the tonight there. they put a little teaser out on it, and uh, it's going to be released tonight. I don't know how long it's – I tried to look it up. I don't know how long it's going to run. I don't know how uh, they're breaking it down into how many different segments. Marcus Mariota is part of it. Mahomes, Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Does Marcus Mariota pique your interest enough to be tuned to Netflix when Mike Gill calls his night out? He doesn't pique my interest. He's a pretty boring guy from what I gather. Uh, I don't know why they picked him. Uh, He doesn't seem like he's got like this great, you know, pizzazz. I may be wrong when I see it, but the, the, I have seen the trailer stuff and it looks really, really insightful and really good. I think it's a, Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions, who, who, yes, who, are, yes. who are doing this. So I'm imagining, you know, with Peyton Manning behind it and the quarterback position, they're going to really get a lot of good stuff inside the minds of these quarterbacks. So, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. It almost feels, you know, we're in the middle of the summer. The All-Star game, it's the one night where there's nothing going on, played last night, you know. Um, this is that one night where there's, like, no sporting events. You might have a summer league basketball game here or there. But – this almost feels like when the last dance came on during COVID. This is all there is. Not quite to that level. But this will probably be something that a lot of sports fans are, are zoning in on with interest because, you know, you had Michael Jordan there and the Bulls and Peyton Manning's behind this one. And you got Patrick Mahomes, who I think a lot of people uh, are kind of drawn to. The other guys, maybe not as much. But I think with Manning running it and Mahomes being kind of the feature, for what I saw, he, he was a lot more in the video than everybody else. So I would assume they, they maybe do a lot heavier Mahomes 
than they do Mariota. Oh, if you're going to yeah. tease, you're going to tease he gets, Mahomes. Until he gets benched. That, that, that's uh, good television production. You're not going to tease yeah. uh, Mariota and Cousins when you've got Mahomes as part of right. it. I think, I think Marcus will play up when he gets benched. I think it's sort of you're trying to – I think what they're trying to do is show, you know, the top, you know, Mahomes winning the Super Bowl, sort of the middle Cousins. Right. And then sort of the guy who's struggling and gets benched and, and sort of that dichotomy. But but who knows? Yeah, I think I think the newness is exciting. We had Bob Angelo on yesterday, he was uh, you know, worked for NFL films, won twenty one Emmys, was ground floor on hard knocks when that started way back in the day. Now everybody's used to hard knocks. It's the same. I'm Jody's a big fan. I've kind of Still. petered off. And one of the reasons I have is because it's the same damn thing. It's like one of those reality shows. You're a reality show guy, Mike. You 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 know, I I like storage wars for about a week. And then I realize, oh, every show is exactly the same. Um, and then it just gets a little bit tiring. And that's how I kind of feel with hard knocks. This quarterback thing is new. I think yeah. I think people are going to get excited by it. Well, the hard knocks on that front, you know, like um, the hard knocks is the HBO. There's other versions of it now that nobody even talks about. You know, like you have the midseason one they yeah. had with the Cardinals. They did the one with the Eagles a couple of years ago. Yeah, that the, I don't Amazon, know that any, the Amazon. Yeah, the Amazon one. Prime that I don't know that anybody picked up on. Um, and they're well produced. They're well done. I do agree. I was used to be hard knocks. I've kind of just fallen off a little bit because it does seem a little monotonous. And it seems that, you know, they're picking some random special teamer and taking him to his house and he's eating cereal in a, an apartment that's really small. And it's how's practice today? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be like this. And then the guy gets cut the next episode. It's like, <laughs> all right, I could have produced that show. Yeah. Yeah. I still think it's well done. And maybe it's the timing of it because football's back and it be you're well, into it because the season's about to start that's why i like hard knocks every single time and be careful what you say about marcus Mariota. we're one jalen hurts high ankle sprain well, from the eagles super bowl hopes resting on the right shoulder of marcus Mariota. do not yes, forget that yesterday jody so we had our listeners give us text in nfl hot takes right so oof, one oof was I'm excited for this. The Niners will win nine games and get sneak into the playoffs and get knocked out. The 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 quarterback carousel will finally catch up to them. What um, what is oh whoa, 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 whoa. what does that mean? Well, they've been going the, terror cell. What no carousel? carousel. They keep carousel. switching. You know, oh, they've had carousel. A yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Carousel. Well, I think you know if if if. Brock Purdy isn't ready uh, for week one. Um, and Sam Darnold, um, I think, would win the job. And if he struggles, I don't think it's a carousel. I don't think it's an issue. I think the issue becomes um, if, if they're 5-0 and or 4-1 and and then Brock Purdy's cleared, all right, what do you do at that point? What do you, That's the difficult decision. Like if you're losing games, it's not a difficult decision. You don't think he's going to be ready to start week one? I don't. I mean, I'm not a doctor, uh, but UCL surgery, um, 
we we have a history with it. Um, it's a significant injury, and he got hurt late January. And if you do the math, um, that's not. It would be unique if he were able to come back that quickly. Yeah, but we've also found out this past year there are levels of UCL surgeries. Bryce Harper was back in five months. Now, I know he's not throwing. He's just batting. Yeah, he's not throwing. This is a quarterback. Um, Understood, but there are are different levels of how much you need to repair the UCLA when you do it. I'm with you, John. I don't know. But what they're reporting out in San Francisco is that he's already throwing, just throwing lightly. A little different when you get in an NFL game by week number one. But at least the fact that he's throwing is, uh, I think, a good sign if you're a pretty guy, which you know I am. But here's what I don't understand about you, Johnny Mac. Didn't you pick the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl last year? Uh, I did. I did. And I you was thought close. The, you thought the quarterback that was going to get them there was who? Trey Lance. And now Trey you Lance. think Sam Darnold's going to start over Trey Lance? What What did Trey Lance do wrong that you fell out of love with Trey Lance? Well, I, it's not that I, I, I'm not there. I can't tell. My, my whole thought with Trey Lance was not about Trey Lance's upside. I mean, the guy barely played in college. He played at a lower level. My my whole point was Jimmy Garoppolo stinks, and they're so good with Jimmy Garoppolo. If he's a little bit better, just a little bit better, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Turned out they got very close. Quarterback wasn't Trey Lance. It ended up being Brock Purdy, who was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Buddy, um, I was the exact opposite. I thought with Lance they would stink. And once they went to Garoppolo, then I gave them credence because not because I think Garoppolo is great, but that he's a winner. And he just, what for whatever reason, I felt the team believed in him more, but I didn't really trust Lance. And then, you know, the whole Trey Lance thing, for an organization of that magnitude, well-prepared, well-run, all that stuff, to make the decision they did, to, that trade that they made to get that kid is unbelievable to me. And the, the fact that there's still a team that people think can win a Super Bowl after giving up what they gave up to get a player who doesn't even help them is pretty amazing. Well, and that's part of my 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 thought process with, with Sam Darnold and the fact that, all right, we know Sam's got the physical gifts to play <laughs> in this league. Um, obviously, it hasn't, as Jody knows, it hasn't worked out. Um and 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 maybe it 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 won't work out in San Francisco, um, but you know Kyle Shanahan's got a lot of John Gruden in him. I say it all the time, and John Lynch it, it's tough for him because he's going to fall in love with quarterbacks and he's going to fall out of love with quarterbacks. I've said from the start, I I if it were me, I have to make this clear, I would go with Trey Lance. I would say this is a perfect opportunity. I've mentioned this to you a, a couple of times, Jody. This is a perfect opportunity because you have an excuse with Brock Purdy's injury. You have an excuse to say, well, Brock's not ready. And then you throw out Trey Lance, which is great for John Lynch because you're the one who traded to go up and get him, and great for the organization. You got four or five games, whatever. 
to see, can this kid play? If he can't play, you pull the plug and you go to Brock Purdy when he's ready. I don't think they're going to do that. That's what I would do. You think that Shanahan's already not only not enthused, but completely fallen out of love with Trey Lance? He's exactly like John Gruden. I mean, he could fall in love and fall out of love in the same week. He is, I I would say, I never saw a guy, an offensive guy, completely pull the plug on a quarterback in the middle of a Super Bowl run. He pulled the plug on Jimmy Garoppolo, and they made the Super Bowl, and you could see the play. Go back to the divisional round. He threw an interception to Eric Kendricks in the divisional round. He completely pulled the plug on the passing game, just ran the football and ran it to the Super Bowl and almost won the Super Bowl. They outplayed Kansas City for three quarters, but then Kansas City got hot, they got ahead, and they couldn't throw the ball because Jimmy Garoppolo was shot uh, both mentally and he's just not very good. Um, Yeah. Kyle Shanahan falls in and out. He's he's John Gruden reincarnated. Now, I wasn't the Trey Lance fan when they drafted him because of the things you stated earlier, John. Played at a lesser level. Didn't play all that much. Thought it was a major projection reach. And as Gil pointed out, the amount that they paid for him, I was like, are you kidding me? You're paying this much to move up and get a guy to... He was an unknown. He was a question mark. And he used that kind of equity to get a question mark. I just didn't understand. But I'll now say this in defense of Trey Lance. The guy's been hurt. He hadn't played. No. I agree. It's, it's a perfect with Jimmy opportunity. Garoppolo, as you were pointing out, John, there were uh, issues. You, you saw it on the field. Jimmy would throw a bad pick at a bad time that make you pull your hair out. Trey Lance hadn't even done that yet. He hadn't well, had the chance. I guess the question becomes, Trey Lance really hasn't played a full season of any level of football. Forget the level of it for almost three years now. I mean, he had the one game, the COVID year. They they, they manufactured one game for him just so he could play a game. So that season, he didn't do anything. Last year, he didn't play. I mean, when was the last time? Like Deshaun Watson, who was really good, he looked terrible last year after sitting out a whole year. So is Trey Lance going to come back on the field after sitting out? What's this now? His third year in a row that he hasn't played any yeah. football, and just all I, of a sudden, I, I think it's a golden opportunity to see if he can play because you have the excuse built in, and and that Brock's not ready. And then if he can't play, as you said, Mike, which is probably the the betting odds because not only has he not proven he can play, but he's had to sit out for so long. Then you just go back to Purdy. It's it's a perfect situation for John Lynch. And, and by the way, people in San Francisco, and I don't know because I'm not there, but there have been a number of reports, if you guys remember, when they made that trade, they made that trade to go up for Mac Jones. And they started to waver, start to think he didn't have that top-tier skill set that he should be at the top of the draft. And they went more talk themselves into, as Jody says, the projection. Um, they probably made a mistake. They probably nope. should have drafted Mac Jones. The last time he no, played. No, no, no. They should have drafted Justin Fields, 
who is also still available. Well, who I know one talk show host who said he's the second best quarterback in the draft behind only Trey Lance. That's well, I, I, I did. I'm just telling you, I didn't hear anything about Justin Fields. I uh, I heard. Is that this? That's not even the same year. Yeah, what are we talking? Yeah, he was. About? Mac Jones was in with Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay. all four of them in the same draft. So Mac Jones. Um, and uh, my boy up in New Jersey with the great arm talent will be sitting on the bench keeping Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the Eagle, by the way, the Eagles. Zach Wilson was the second pick, yes. The Eagles yeah. loved, loved Zach Wilson. Loved Zach Wilson. I hate to break that to Eagles fans. They loved the player. Um, but they knew they couldn't get him. Uh, but in the case of the 49ers, it was Mac Jones. I never heard anything about Justin Fields. I, well, I Lance has played. Lance last played a 16 game schedule in 2019. Is the last time he's played any significant football. 2019, and not won 16 games. No, he Mike played Jones. 16 games. He played. He, listen to the numbers, though, Jody. He was 16 and 0. He threw 28 what, touchdowns. What high school was he in? This was at North Dakota. They played sixteen games. They, well, he played in uh, the. They play those. Well, they playoffs. play the playoffs. So yeah, oh, they okay. they got add, a add they got a longer schedule. If you right. keep winning, yeah, they got they got a so, longer schedule. He was sixteen and zero. He completed sixty seven percent of his passes. He threw twenty eight touchdowns and zero interceptions, and he ran for eleven hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns. So that's the only season that he has played since 2019 that's it that's all he's done he played one game the next year he was 15 of 30 he completed 50 percent of his passes in that game and then shut it down he played one game and said all right that's it i'm done well they they only put they made a game for him they put a game on the schedules just so he could play one game that was it which was i thought was ridiculous all right are you sure you didn't uh, that season uh, one of those 16 games wasn't that a Mike Gill traveling team went out to North Dakota to take on one of the teams? I didn't coach the team, but one of the teams from our league played in a World Series out in North Dakota a couple years ago. Okay, and probably against Trey Lance, and we didn't even know. That might Trey have been, actually Lance Trey Lance is from Minnesota. Yeah, Marshall, Minnesota. Marshall. There was a lot of talk at the combine this year of Kyle Shanahan uh, trading. Uh, for Kirk Cousins, because he's always loved uh, Kirk Cousins, um, dating back to their days in Washington, um, and flipping that and trying to trade Trey Lance back home, um, too difficult from Kirk's money perspective and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's already people starting to talk about, because Cousins is a lame duck, and they're already trying to talk about him going to San Francisco again next year. Not uh, It comes up every year. comes up every year. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, whether he's in love or not, uh, and I think he is pretty much in love, uh, Brock Purdy's going to be his quarterback for years to come. Sorry, uh, uh, Kirk. Don't don't think the 49ers will be interested in you this offseason. Uh, Mike Gill, always a pleasure, brother. Stay indoors. Stay in the air conditioning as long as you can. If you got to go out and practice in the heat tonight, uh, you, you keep it hydrate, uh, hydrate, chilly in that studio of yours down there on the sports pass. Freezing, man, freezing. Nice, 
Good for you. Hey, he's going to have to put on long sleeves to do his radio show today. Beat listing 97.3, the sports bash on ESPN. If you're headed down the shore, Mike Gill, always a pleasure. Thank you much. See you guys. Thanks, Mike. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. That makes us Mac and Mac. Gil, we, at times when we get Gil on, we get off on tangents, which is just that's because it's three guys sitting around just shooting the breeze about football slash sports. I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, thanks for staying streamed in. We still got an hour to go. We got my guy, the Prince of Darkness, Bob Groats, coming up next hour. Still plenty to come here on Birch 365. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season and let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365, the countdown to Eagles camp, 12 days and counting. Yes, Eagle football will be here. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And while uh, Johnny Mac may not have his Eagle schedule ready yet, I'm talking about uh, practices and like, is John frozen up? Perhaps he is because, oh, no, there he is. He's moving again now. Um, John might not have his schedule yet for when the Eagles first practice is going to be, what time of the day, how long they're going to have. One thing that I know he's got the schedule already locked in for is Sunday, September 10th which is the first Eagle game of the season in New England versus the Patriots, 425, John's favorite starting time. Uh, huh. Well, it's not It's not my most hated starting time. That's true. Uh, anything that's not Sunday at 1, John looks down his nose at. Can't say I blame him. Uh, but they've got a late afternoon game against the Patriots. And uh, have the Eagles – I'm. I, I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyway – they have not given out full season media credentials to anybody yet, have they? No, no. Yeah. You'll get those what the week before or something like that. Um, you know, it, it it depends on the year and how backed up they are. Sometimes we get them the first day of training camp, but more often it's later in the okay. summer. Uh, here's the reason why I bring it up. I did see this over the last couple of days. The most expensive in-season single-game ticket to a National Football League game this year is Eagles-Patriots Week 1. More than 49ers-Eagles that we talked about earlier, Game 12, Week 13 showdown, Eagles-Cowboys in Dallas or in Philadelphia. No, 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 no. The most expensive ticket as of right now on the secondary market, lowest ticket price available is the Eagles and the Patriots because they're going to have this little side function. They're saying they're going <laughs> to honor that guy who used to play quarterback for the Patriots. It's Tom Brady Day in New England. So for any of you Eagle fans out there, maybe John McMullen could be bought. Maybe he'd sell you his eagle credential for that day. It's uh, not going to work too too well uh, because uh, it might work for about ten minutes, and then uh, it would get taken away from the person I sold it to, and it would get taken away from me as well. So, yeah, it wouldn't you're not going to be looking work. to make a quick profit that yeah. day, huh? Even if I was, it's it wouldn't be possible. But I I I got that same email. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, time 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 out, Philadelphia. Why wouldn't it be possible? Uh, I know it's got your picture on it, so the person would have to skillfully yeah. make sure that it's not turned I one feel way. Bad. That... I feel bad for that person. Uh, there's a lot of uh, security people on on the the aspects where you have to go. So, um, you know, you might be able to get away with it for a quarter or two, but... Uh, you better See, have I'm to not, lay I'm low. I'm not understanding this. 
how would they catch up with you over time? Either you get in or you don't get in. I think they'd catch up to you at the gate and either they'd figure it out and get the hell out of here and throw you out of here. Or once you were in, I figure you're fine. Why, no. why do you think over time they would catch you? Well, you, 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 you'd have to sit in the press box um, where well, everybody knows you everybody. The rounds, you go walking around the stadium. The security's not going to stop you if you got a press credential. If you're, uh, in well, the, I guess you could walk around the stadium. Yeah, uh, if you, you want to be, you wouldn't have a seat and a signed seat. Correct. If you want to be tremendously uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you could do that, but yeah, yeah I, I, this is a strange conversation. Yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob Groats would rat whoever it is out uh, if yeah. they were sitting in John McMullen's seat. He'd go over and uh, smoke coffee on him or something. Yeah, I got that same thing. Now, who's the soccer player that went to uh, Miami? Forgive my um, uh, famous soccer player. Oh yeah, he's making his debut. Uh, yeah. Jesus, um, I'm not a soccer guy either. What? I wish Kevin Kincaid was here. I should know this. Not uh, Ronaldo. Uh, Messi. Messi. Uh, Lionel, right. Lionel, Lionel, Lionel Messi. Messi. Now, when that's like a snap, we talked about snapshots with the salary cap. <clears throat> that was a snapshot of that particular day, Eagles Patriots. When Messi came, and it became clear he's going to play with. Uh, whatever the Miami. Miami, yeah, whatever the Miami team is called, it's like inner FC or something. I don't know, but um, they were over a thousand bucks at, at when he first, and then it kind of teetered down to wherever it was 300, right. 300. low 300s. Eagles is close to four hundred dollars, went up to four hundred at that particular time. It might be different today to get in, it might be up, it might be down. Uh, all that stuff is kind of a snapshot on the day, but Messi at one point his debut was over a thousand, and then it came down. That's kind of my point. Um, so yeah, I saw this two or three days ago. The most expensive in season, cheapest you can get in in the secondary market individual game in the next twelve months was uh, Eagles Patriots one Messi's debut in Miami number two. Yeah, but that's if you if you read if you got the same press release, and I think you did. Um, if you read it, you'll see they explain that you know Messi's debut at one point was trending over a thousand dollars, right? And then it came down to where it was at that point. Same thing could happen to the Eagles Patriots. It could come down. It could go up though. So you never know with these types of things, and, and that's why I was saying. That that type of thing is just a snapshot on that particular day or whenever they're doing it. And on that particular day, Eagles Patriots home opener. But yeah, it's not going to go down too much because of Tom Brady, because right. it's Tom Brady Day. Um Mike Messi's debut uh go back in front of it. It might. It might, depending, you know, Miami's a very Rich area, obviously. There's a lot of people um, with the means to pay that type of nonsense. <laughs> um, so I'm just saying, but it's a big game. It's a big game. But whether it's first, second, third, fourth on a particular day, I don't think is in, as important. But it's a big game, and it's a big game because it's not only the home opener, but 
Tom Brady day. Right. And the thing that I think will be very interesting to watch, uh, and you'll be there, you'll be able to judge in stadium. I'll have to judge on TV. We know how well Eagle Nation travels. They are one of the best traveling fan bases in the National Football League. They match up against absolutely anybody. Eagle fans are willing to pay to go on the road, to root for their team. They like the experience of doing it out of town. Uh, I, you've been going to stadiums forever. I go to enough games over the last 30 years to know which are the good traveling fan bases. Eagles can be matched up against anybody. I don't think there are going to be a lot of Eagle fans in that house that day, John. I think the Patriot no. fans, that's no. why the number is almost $400, because the Patriot fans aren't making the tickets available. There are so few available, you can ask for an outrageous price because there's just not a secondary market being built up because Patriot fans are holding on to their tickets because they want to go see their guy, Tom Brady, be honored, which means Eagle fans are not going to be in the building. We've seen too many Eagle take over the stadium days over the last couple of years. Not happening in New England opening day this year. No, I agree. If you go back to last year, if you remember... Uh, I was stunned how few Eagles fans were in Detroit and there was nothing going on other than the home opener for what had that would be incorrect. You know why that place was packed with lion fans that day, John McMullen, two words, hard knocks. All right. The lion fans were into it. They were all pumped up because they, well, they were all pumped up and maybe hard knocks helped them get pumped up. But they were at that. My point is, they were all pumped up. And week one, typically, Lions fans, you know, they can't give their tickets away fast enough. But for one game, they were like, nope, I'm going to go to this game. And Eagles fans couldn't get in. I was stunned how few Eagles fans there were um, at that particular game. And as the season went on, you know, there were a bunch of stadiums Eagles fans took over. Oh, yeah. Um, they didn't take over week one. It's it's tough to take over in the home opener. It really is in any season. You had a good team, and even though New England hasn't been as good recently, they have a history of being a good team, obviously. And then Tom Brady Day on top of it, yeah, it's not going to be a lot of Eagles fans there. And I'm just saying that if the Eagles wanted to jump in and volunteer to do hard knocks, you get a big buzz. Work for the de- not that the Eagles need any help. So yeah, they don't need they don't need a buzz. The but Lions you, need a you, buzz. You saw the buzz work for the Detroit Lions last year. Could work for the Jeffrey Laurie. Are you listening? You could, you could get a major solid. You owe me one favor in the back pocket with Roger Goodell if you called him today and said. Yeah, go ahead. Put us in for hard knocks. By the way, Jody, I'm surprised we haven't gotten to our top 25, Ed and I's top 25, because... Oh, shoot. Yeah, I never did that. Because... Uh, We we got to number five. I apologize for that. I got it right here, but uh, I'm... It's uh, my bad. Oh, I thought we got to four. That's why. No, we got to five yesterday. We we broke the top five yesterday. Who do you guys have at number four? Um... And I knew this day was coming. That's why. Uh, and I knew I was going to get a lot of shit for number four, which is absurd. I know to where me. you're going. Okay. I, I didn't look it up, but I know where you're going by the way you describe it. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, I got a lot of shit, but number four is Jalen Hurts. 
the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And please explain. I'm interested. Um, giving you shit as to why there's a difference because a lot of people have these lists and um some call it most important you well, yeah. specifically well, and that's top 25 in your mind and ed's mind combining the two lists there was a different definition you yeah, were and i blame ed with the i list blame together. ed because it's my reason he's number four ed had him at number two i had him at number five um, and he ended up at number four overall. Um, I, I, I tried to explain this, but people don't get it, man. I mean, if you want to talk about the most impactful, Dave Zangaro does this list for NBC Sports Philadelphia. That's easy. Nothing is, Dave. The most impactful player on every fo- single football team is the starting quarterback. Right. Good or bad. One through 32. You know. What it you look at it from a draft perspective, um, whether it's the we talked about Marcus Mariota, whether it's the Jameis Winston Marcus Mariota year, they weren't the best players in the draft, but they went one two. Whether it was the Jared Goff Carson Wentz year, they weren't the best players in the draft, but they went one two. What we're just talking about, and I conflated, thanks for correcting me, I conflated a couple drafts there. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he he belonged at the top of the draft, but then it was Zach Wilson and Trey Lance at two and three. They didn't deserve to be at two and three. And by the way, have you looked at that draft, the players in that stinking draft? My God, that draft was good. It's very early in the process. And teams are picking Zach Wilson and Trey Lance two and three. Um, I go back to Bill Belichick, how I explain this list. Do your job. Who does their job at the highest level? If you look at it that way, people say, I disrespect Jalen Hurts. You're disrespecting the certain players One, two, who three, I can't four. name the guys that you have in, yes. in slots. Ahead you of. are tremendously because I had a difficult time with four and five and I could have put Jalen ahead of Hassan Reddick. Um, those were four and five on our list. So I can say that the top three, that's sort of where the fall off was for me, Jody. That's where the fall off was from three to four. And then when you're looking at the traits, Those three guys, those three guys, you you can't look at me as a football person and say, yeah, yeah, do your job, do your job and say he does it at a higher level than those three. Doesn't mean he doesn't Uh, do his job at a high level. I I know you don't want to give it away, but you went down this road. So now I got a debate on it. I take it you have A.J. Brown three. Uh, Well, I can't say that, but I'll do the alphabetical order one. Okay, please. A.J. Brown, um, uh, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, right. Those are your top three as they should be. You're telling me A.J. Brown is that much better at wide receiver than Jalen Hurts is at quarterback? I'm saying he's better wide. He's he's a better wide receiver 
he's what better. What he just said was job. there was a big gap between three and four. Yes, he's so he's got to be one of those. So you're saying AJ yes. Brown is that much better a wide receiver yes. than Jalen Hurts as a quarterback? Yes, yeah, AJ Brown, and I go, I go back. AJ Brown is six foot one and two hundred twenty six pounds. Runs four four in the forty. He was the best slant receiver in football, according to Pro Football Focus. He was the second best go route receiver in football, according. That's a six foot one, two hundred and twenty six guy who can beat you every way under the sun. He can beat you short. He can beat you long. He's the best. He's got Randy Moss like late. Right, hands. So where would where would you rank AJ Brown in the wide receivers in the National Football League? Top right now? five. I it to me it would go Jefferson, Adams, and then he's in the conversation. I, I don't I don't get to see Jamar Chase enough. I just get to hear the reputation. He drops the football a little bit too much for me. Um but I, I, most scouts would say Jamar Chase. And then you have Tyreek Hill, who I think is splashier, but I think AJ's a better all-around receiver. I, I would say he's in the conversation. The only two I would put ahead of him definitively right now are Jefferson and Adams. That's it. That's it. All right, and I would put Tyreek Hill ahead of him, and I think uh, if you're looking at full-time career, last year AJ had a better year, but I I think Stefan Diggs would be ahead of him too. So, yeah, I got him about number five. I got Jalen as a top-five quarterback. Well, all right, but you seem, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you seem to be having a problem with my – a declaration that the top three are ahead of number four. Big, big drop similar. off between three yes. and four is what I have a problem with. Yeah. You, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. You don't have a problem. You don't think it's disrespectful to say AJ Brown, uh, Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey are better football players than Jalen Hurts. With the way that you've constructed your list. Yeah, no, I got no problem with it. If well, you want that, to put Jalen Hurts in at number four, I just that, have a problem with not the big drop-off from three to four. That is not an insult to put Jalen Hurts at number four no, on what might no, be the best the way, roster. Not the way that you NFL, guys that you explained your line of thinking. Absolutely viable to put him and, at number and, four. And all I got, and I knew I was going to get it, Jody. I knew I was going to get it. Well, the position is so impactful. That's not my list. Right. It, you're, guess you're, what? You're you're defining your list differently. Absolutely. If, if, if Jalen Hurts gets hurt tomorrow, and I hope he doesn't, the most important player on the build-up Eagles becomes Marcus Mariota. Correct. He's not the best player, but he's the most important. So don't give me position because every quarterback, you know, if you go to the Rams, the greatest um Defensive player of this generation was never the most important player on the Rams. Either Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford were more important than Aaron Donald. If you want to go, I just said Justin Jefferson. He was the offensive player of the year last year. Um, Kirk Cousins is more important to the Vikings. The defensive player of the year was Nick Bosa. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, insert name, is more important to the San Francisco 49ers. That's easy. The quarterback's the most important. Who's the best at their particular jobs? And to me, by the way, number one was easy. And I I can't give it away, but Uh, it was easy. Yeah, I think think your number one is probably my number two. Because I put my list together. As you mentioned, Dave Zingaro, NBC Sports, I've been running it down every day. They definitively defined it as important, which put that added emphasis on the quarterback position with the way the game is played in the National Football League these days. Your list seems to me more to be like, well, where does he rank in his positional group against the other guys who play the same position he does in the National Football League? And if he is that highly ranked, in any position, in your list, all positions created equal. That left tackles are the same as right guards are the same as quarterbacks is the same as wide It's a position, and the actual impact that it can have on a game, you're not factoring in at all. With my list, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Because I think if you look at the NBC sports, you see... Oh, yeah, there's a big lean toward quarterback because in a given game, quarterback has that much more of an effect on the game. You guys tried to do it cut and dry. Dave did it with, oh, yeah, I'm going to look at it as the way it affects a game who has more impact because of the position they play. I tried to find a middle ground there with the way I did my list. I I don't just have a whole whole, uh, hard and fast – separation between positions where they're all created equal, but I'm not just going to all the quarterbacks got to be number one because you're the quarterback. I actually think the quarterback earned it this year. And with my leaning, it all comes down to the way that you wanted to put the list together and how you defined it. And I understand your definition of how you and Ed did it. I just don't think there's that big a drop off between number three and number four. And that's fine that you can make an argument for, but yeah, I, I, I call it bill Belichick rules. I, I say, do your job. Who does their job the best? What is their job and who does it at the highest level? That's my number one. Um, And I think Jalen being four is right where he should be. Um, Again, I wavered between him and Hassan Reddick. Um, but the top three, I didn't waver. And that's, you know, that maybe I stated it a little bit too harshly, but I didn't waver on the top three. It wasn't difficult. The top three wasn't uh, difficult. And Xander, Bob Groats, letting Xander know, uh, says the link is not working for him. So if you can try to forward him um, another link or – uh, and we'll, try get, to get, we'll get Groats yeah. involved in this uh, conversation as well and let him put how he would define it. Uh, John and Ed had their definition. I kind of got my definition. So I have a different definition. This is what we do during the summer. We come up with lists until the Eagles actually get back out there on the field. Where I'm really upset with John and Ed's list is how they just left out the punter on an all-important I list. I put the like- kicker on there, though. And that was difficult for me because it's not easy. Like, how do you put a kicker on the list of best football players? And that's why, you know, I said, all right, well, what's his job? And Jake Elliott does it at a really high level. Um, didn't 
didn't didn't have that difficulty. Yeah, I, I, I think you disrespected him at number 21. I had him all the way up at number 20. I don't know what you guys were thinking on that one. All right, he's John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. We are efforting getting the correct link, a working link, to Bob Groats. And, oh, by the way, I without knowing, 98% sure that it was uh, Groats. It's probably Groats' fault. Yeah, it, it, do you think it's Xander or Groats? Who do you think yeah, screwed well, this one up? I'm, it, I'm going... 95% growth. I'm 98% growth. Uh, he's John McBowen. I'm Jody McDonald. We're going to take a quick time out, come back, see if we are joined by the Prince of Darkness himself, Bob Groats from Delco Times. Hopefully, we get him up next here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them out. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Guys, here with you on Birds 365. Once again, we take you into the mobile car of Bob Groats. 
Always the mobile that. office, Bob. What do we got to drink, Bob? I see you opening something. Just oh, water. Right. You got to stay hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Dear Bob. Hot one. It's a hot one today. Not, not my favorite. My favorite is, um, you know what it is, right? Boss water. You're, I'm going <laughs> boss for you. I'm going. <laughs> no, I'm a high Perrier. level. I'm uh, a Perrier. I, I should have known though. that. Yes, Perrier. I should have known that. Or I told you it was classy, out. though. I yeah. told you it was classy. Yeah. Last That's time you're on, you had like eighty dollar deodorant. We we looked it up on. Oh, online. that. You know what? I don't recommend that. I went through that fast. Really? Same. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. But but yeah. but you you probably got some good response and reaction from that. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not so sure about that. How are you guys doing? Do we do we really want to go there? And oh, by the way, when I buy water, whichever one is three dollars for thirty two of them. The cheapest one possible. Water's no, you freaking gotta get, water. You gotta get water uh, is water. They they suck you guys in I'm and make big, you pay uh, extra for a label. I'm a I big respectfully Fiji, uh, water guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big Brita filter guy. I you know what yeah. I like to do, Bob? I like to turn on the faucet full bore, go out, go to Eagles practice, and by the time I get home, I got a nice glass of filtered water. That's how hey, long it takes that's to get nice. through that damn Brita filter. Hey, Jody, I'd rather drink out of the hose than drink that three dollar water. Oh, you, you, you don't know where you got. You don't know where that came from. It had to be, yeah. S- I'll just drink right out, of, right out of the hose. S U C K E R. You are a sucker. <sighs> yeah, I'm a sucker too. If if I'm drinking bottled water, I'm going Fiji water. If they want to, if they want to advertise on the show, they, 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 do you really water. think they brought it in from Fiji? Yeah. Are you well, buying that crap? I'm a big Jimmy. I, 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 I that. believe that. I was a big Jimmy Snooker fan, so I like Fiji okay, water. Yeah. Yeah. It's, water is if, water is water. If you believe Gilligan's Island is based on a true story, you'll love Fiji water. There you go. Exactly right. And or whatever Bob Groats is. And I got a, no problem with the water you drink. Just... Gilligan's Island wasn't a true story. I thought that was a documentary. Gilligan's Island. Uh, no such luck. Uh, speaking of documentaries, will you be in front of right. your computer tonight watching Netflix for the download of the quarterback documentary, which includes the Eagles' Marcus Mariota and his up and down turbulent year last year with the Falcons? Will you be streaming in tonight, Mr. Groats? No, I'll be watching that Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Will Chamberlain, the documentary is coming out. No, it's too early for that. And um, I, you know, wait, whoa, 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 time out, time out. Too early. There's no NBA season. You're going back fifty some odd years to watch Wilt. That's Wilt not the, too early. Greatest, Marcus Mariota two ever. weeks before camp is too early. Oh, I, I'd rather watch him than quarterbacks at this point any day of the week. Really, uh, that could be interesting. The, the quarterback thing, but uh, Wilt was transcendent. And I don't know By if the you way, ever got what, to meet what him. Is, I didn't know a Will document. I'm interested in that. Where is that oh, going to yeah. be on, no, they, they I think that's I, on Netflix, too. Netflix? I'm curious yeah, to see how it comes out because uh, some some of the younger people made it. And um, and their their memory goes back to LeBron James, you know, as the yeah. all-time great, yeah. and that's about it. So this should be interesting. But Wilt, haven't had a chance to to meet Wilt when, they re- when the Sixers retired his number. He was the coolest guy. He he was a man of the people, you know. As good as he was, that I, I just a just a class. By guy. the way, and the coolest thing I ever got, greatest, the coolest, ever. the coolest piece of memorabilia I ever got, uh, attending a game, 
when the Sixers, when uh, Josh Harris first bought the Sixers, you remember Adam, I, I, I believe Adam Aaron was, was the president. He's, he's running like a, AMC theaters now. Um, he, he was a big marketing guy. One of his first giveaways was they, they got the court from his 100-point game in Hershey and chopped it up and gave a piece of the court to everybody. Now, I don't know if it's real. It might be Fiji water. They might have took a piece of wood out back. But I'd like to believe it's real. I still have it. I don't usually keep my stuff. I kept that. I kept that thing. I usually give away our Eagles gifts, you know, a stocking stuffers. Um, That one, I'm not giving away, Bob. You think it's real or not? I don't know. But, you know, I've always wondered this about the 100 point game, too. They you were there. Well, oh, you're not going down the road of it no, didn't no, no, really no. happen. I, I Don't do that this. to me, Groats. I got to get this off my chest. Harvey, when they, when they kept stats in those days, they didn't do a lot of corrections. <laughs> what if we only had 98 points? Come on, I could buy what, with what if assists. They added them up the next day. Then they 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 would have put them out there. You would have got a hundred. But the it was an NBA game, not a high school game. Yeah, uh, come on. And it was Harvey Pollock. Come on. That it was, was Harvey a long Pollock. time ago. If 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 it were assists or rebounds, I'm I might buy it. You know, they might pad those stats a little bit, but not points. Yeah, points you can't is make easy. up points. Too in easy. An NBA game. I there know it was up lot. in Hershey. No, yeah. no, it wasn't not a mega metropolis like Philadelphia. It was the NBA. Come on, yeah. they they can't get away with that. All right, uh, we're not going to let you get away uh, with. I feel better. Uh, I call you the Prince of Darkness because you and I disagreed about how good James Bradbury was last year. Uh, and oh, you, you oh certainly raised your opinion over time. But no, not no, no. The I, watched the, I watched the Super Bowl again. <laughs> he had a terrible game. Oh, my God. Oh, he's back oh, on the hate board. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. And by the way, Dallas Goddard, when I watched that Super Bowl again, Jody, and uh, hey, he was tremendous. He, no, he's he looked like player. the best tight end ever in that game. He made catches that were unbelievable. He made catches that would have made Kelsey look mortal, you know? So I was impressed. Uh, speaking of, all right. You were, you I, were talking about Bradbury? Bradbury yeah. and yeah. the fact that he resigned here and coming back here again. Are you predicting, like, the biggest fall off on the face of the earth? Because he got called for a questionable. No, I'm not no. saying incorrect. I'm just saying questionable yeah. holding penalty that will be forever remembered in his town. Are you expecting that that will be a contract we're considering a major faux pas? No. For Howie Roseman for extending him? No, it's hard to get uh, cornerbacks that can play every week. And he can do that. And uh, and he made some plays, too, early in the year. Um, no, I, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's great, though. I mean, I, uh, people were anointing him for sainthood, you know, after a couple games and second, a few interceptions. Second team, second team all pro? Yeah, right. I, I don't know what what those guys were thinking. I really don't. Because I, I saw the game, the Detroit game, from the very beginning. I was like – and I, I sent John the video, right, John? It was uh, like – Yeah. If, if Jared Goff had had, had – if he had been accurate, like, on 10% of those throws – they would have won the game. The, the Lions would have. But, uh, but you know, he's a good player. He, he is he a great player. I, I'm not. You know, you know how I feel. I'm not, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like knock him for you know the the skills that he has. But he has a skill set, and he and he showed up every week. I mean, 
what quarterbacks do that now? You know, that, that's very difficult. And, uh, and that's a huge deal too. Uh, speaking of uh, list, uh, uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN is currently doing his top 10 list where he talks to, uh, you know, GMs, executives, and scouts, kind of rates people that way. He just did cornerbacks. Uh, number one, Patrick Sertain, who the Eagles uh, were very interested in that year. Very good player. Number two, Jody's uh, Sauce Gardner. Number five, Darius Slay. James Bradbury, not in the top ten. Um, and he had a better season than Slay, if you ask me. Well, he was the all-pro. Slay was just made the Pro Bowl. They were both pretty good. But where are you on Darius Slay? Because there's a lot of people he had a great first half had a kind of faltered in the second half. He's 32. Sometimes that's a signal. Uh, NFL people still yeah. love him. Where are you with Terry Slay? I'm, I'm surprised he's still with the Eagles. Uh, and he almost left. Yeah, he, he did. He was the one who said he almost wound up in he's Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that he, he stuck around. And um, because, uh, you know, I, I think he's – well, flatly, I think he's a little bit in decline right now. So, but um, you know, they they have a chemistry in that locker room, the veterans and stuff. That's a young secondary. There there are no safeties really right now. I mean, a lot of youth at safety. So um, they they they're going to need every little bit of leadership they have. But uh, but I I would have gone in uh, another direction. Uh, exactly who I would have taken, I don't know. Maybe maybe that would have had to have been addressed in the draft. You know, but. Uh, you know, the Eagles, they, they always have been pass rush first. And uh, they did shell out some money for Slay. But, you know, all that money they, they put out for Slay, has that been worth it? I mean, ask yourself. I, I'm not so sure. You know, but they put out a, lot, a ton of money back in the day for Asante Samuel. Was that worth it? I, I'm not so can sure Asante about would tell yeah. you it is. <laughs> can I ask a question of two Eagle beat reporters? Um. Did I miss you guys reporting on the Eagles giving Darius Slay permission to talk to whatever team he wanted to while yeah. he was under contract after last season? Did did I miss that? Did you guys have that as major reporting that he had the ability to talk to any team? That Howie Roseman had granted permission to his agent to talk to other teams? Did, did I no, miss that? He was under contract. Um, with the Eagles. So the whole right. thought process was, oh, Slay will be back, and then you have to decide between CJ and Bradbury. They wanted to get two of the three back. Um, and people assumed, because Darius was the one under contract, but they were always going to have to redo his contract for two reasons. One, it was the last year. It was too high from a cap perspective from the Eagles and Slay, all the guaranteed money were was off. So he wanted a new deal as right. well. So it was always going to have to be worked out. If you remember, Jody, he said goodbye. Um, the Eagles shifted at the very end. It, he and his wife, both of them, said goodbye to Philadelphia. Um, the Eagles were going to sign cj gardner johnson and cj just lost his mind and once they said you know what we're done with cj 
let's go back to Slay. Right. They they double, uh, uh, we all remember the story, but here's my question for both you guys, neither of which ever reported that he had permission to go talk to another team. How was he almost in Baltimore? If the because, Eagles hadn't granted permission for his agent to talk to another team, he was under contract to the Philadelphia Eagles. And the only way his agent should be talking to the Ravens is if he has permission as he's still under contract. But Darius Slay came out and said, I was almost in Baltimore. Well, how the hell do you know that? Your because, agent wasn't allowed to be talking to the Ravens Because at that time. he was informed he was going to be released. He didn't say goodbye because of... Uh, uh, Did that include the Eagles giving him permission yes. to talk to other teams? They were, they were talking to other teams. They had a deal worked out with Baltimore. The Eagles were moving on. And then they shifted gears... And really, it had more to do with C.J. Gardner-Johnson being a yeah. pain in the evil. I, I would have blood. signed Gardner-Johnson for sure. But, you know, he did say goodbye, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he said he, he, he went on said, and so did Jennifer. Yeah, on on Jennifer social Slay. media. Yeah. yeah. They both yeah. said goodbye. Uh, so. And they were both broken up about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and didn't then, want to and, leave. And the one thing he should have gotten in that new deal, too, was that a clause that said that the Eagles under no circumstances can hire Matt Patricia as a, as a defensive. <laughs> didn't, didn't think to get that clause put in there, yeah. huh, Bob? Yeah, right. Yeah, shame mean, on Hey, Dylan Hurts was smart. He got the no trade clause. There are very few no you know, trade clauses. Jody, that has been very underplayed. I asked Howie Roseman about that right at the press conference when he was talking about it. We, we got out outside the door and, um, I said, I, I, he goes, Bob, you have any questions? You didn't have any questions. And I go, yeah, Howie. I, I said, if if you guys wanted Jalen Hurts to be your centerpiece, your franchise guy, and he wanted to be here so bad, why do you need a no trade clause? <laughs> and what that's was your, a, well, that's I better do this interview. With, that's, I think, a, uh, that's a status symbol. Uh, they're not. They, 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 they can't trade him if they wanted to trade him. Um, hey, did Jalen Hurts start cracking up when you know? I, you know, you better ask my agent. That was great. I mean, yeah, I, I give him. You know, that has been very underplayed. That no trade clause. I mean, hey, if we love each other so much, you know, I mean, can you imagine getting that put in a in a marriage license or something? No, just let me double check. Throughout the entire contract, is it in invoked or is it just yeah? Yeah, he's got a no trade clause. Full no trade clause. Full no trade for the entire deal. Yeah. Because the first couple of years, the Eagles couldn't trade him if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred and ten million dollar dead cap hit. The way they structured the contract, they can't even think about trading him. You know what that's like, Bob. You know what that's like. Does Mahomes have a no trade clause? Uh probably, but I'd have to look. Um, probably, um, they're all going for that. It's a stat. You know what I compare that to Bob in the CBA, you know, when the, when the owners give the players more time off in the off season for more money and more games and the Eagles are like, all right, you give us a break here. Yeah. No trade. We're not going to trade you anyway. What do we care? Um, and if it does go to shit, but they, they never did that with Carson Wentz, did they? If if no, they didn't. It's the first no trade clause in Eagles history. Uh, but the bigger thing is Deshaun Watson. The reason Deshaun Watson 
wasn't here, well, ultimately, I, I don't think the Eagles would have paid that contract, but um, he had a full no trade. Uh, so it became a thing in the quarterback world. So it's a status symbol now. Everybody's yeah. getting the no trade. It is. He it, didn't have to everybody. ask for that. <laughs> and and uh, by the way, all of that it allows you to do, if, if the wheels come off, it allows you to pick your next destination, basically. That's Which all. is a big deal, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're, you're probably going to be picking it anyway, but this gives you absolute authority or absolute and if you don't if you don't want to go to green bay or minnesota because of the shitty weather yeah you don't have to go yeah but they play indoors speaking of minnesota did you see where justin jefferson ran down his top five quarterbacks in the national football league disrespect one of of which was jalen hurts one of the top five one of which was not kirk cousins how do you go back into the locker room and say, you're the guy who made me the number one wide receiver in the National Football League, but I'm not putting you in the top. I'm raising you up, brother. You ain't raising me up. How's that going to play this year in Minnesota with Justin yeah, Jefferson showing they, up? They, they a little disrespect to Kirk Cousins. And they still can't stop anybody. That defense is as bad as ever. So that, that should be fun to watch. But can you imagine Justin Jefferson with Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts just opens up the field with it with, that running ability, and you know he's going to get the first down on fourth and short. Imagine, I mean, A.J. Brown was a perfect example, that that Super Bowl. Eagles have, no, look, I love Jefferson. I think Jefferson's the best receiver in football. But the Eagles have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They don't need a freaking receiver. They're fine uh, I'm just, receiver. I'm just, I'm just envisioning Justin Jefferson in the Eagles offense and the space that he would have and his ability to get open and get deep and and catch the ball. I Eagles mean, he, fans are never have an man. unbelievable year. Yeah. I mean, you can't have the best player at every position. If you have a top yeah, five John, guy, Johnny was sitting there. You can't blame Eagle fans for that. They took Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson was available. I'm sorry. You you got to eat oh, that. That's a bad pick. Until, until Justin Jefferson <laughs> retires, you got to eat that. If you're, if you're Howie Ra- Roseman. Sorry, yeah, I mean, you got to eat that. Jalen Rager is, uh, yeah, it's a bad pick. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's like saying, yeah, but there's certain guys. I went through it with Randy Moss. I covered Randy Moss. Randy Moss was the 21st pick in the draft, I believe. 21st, because uh, he had some off the field issues um, in college, went to Notre Dame, was going to go to Notre Dame, was going to go to Florida State, got into some trouble, had to go to Marshall. Um, you know, 20 teams had a chance at him. They could all say, oh, we could have had Randy Moss. All right, everybody makes mistakes. They made a mistake on Jalen Rager. They fixed it. Right now you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. It took them a while, but they fixed it. Um, They don't need DeAndre Hopkins. They sure as hell don't need uh, Justin Jefferson, who would turn A.J. Brown into a two, and then Devontae Smith is a three. Why, why, I, I, you know, well, there's there definitely there's no room. I don't know what the argument is. There's no there's not enough balls to go around. Yeah, exactly. The guy who should be getting the ball more is Goddard. Oh my lord. Yeah, Goddard's a great player. Great player. All right, let me then let me uh, tick both of you guys off again. What about Howie Rosen? Because one of the things I noted at the top of the show is the Eagles are 
actually in good cap shape going into this season because of the way they structured their contracts. They're going to have issues down the road. But right now, right here, snapshot at this time, July 12th, they're in good cap shape. They could sign DeAndre Hopkins if they wanted to. Now, I know the whole, there are only so many balls to go around. (laughs) Here's the reason why. Because I'm telling you right now, mark this one, Xander. Jody Mack is predicting DeAndre Hopkins signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. And come the Super Bowl in January, when it's a rematch between the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles will not be happy that DeAndre Hopkins is on the other side of the field. And you might be able to get him right here, right now. The Chiefs don't have a lot of cap room. If they get him, it'll solely be because they're a Super Bowl contender. Well, so are the Eagles. So you, so you sign him to play defense. Is that, that what Kansas you're saying? City offering. They you could get him. a guy with the best hands in the league to play, de- and, and you're playing defense. Is that what no, that, that doesn't work. Just yeah. uh, keep, him, keep him off Kansas City. Just remember this when we're doing the show in February, Johnny Mack, and we're looking at the rematch in the Super Bowl, and we're going, yeah, can can – can they really stop DeAndre Hopkins in the slot? Avante Maddox, not a, Josiah Scott filling in for uh, Avante Maddox against uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that's a major plus for the Chiefs. Just, gotta, just remember, I brought it up in July. That's all I'm you saying. You get after the quarterback. You just get after the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. You think well, the field? I, you think I, the I, field I, is going to be better this year? The Eagle guys are actually going to be able to get sacks well, in depends, the Super Bowl. It depends what the halftime show is, I guess, and how much they have to focus on that. And, and oh, by the way, at some point you got to figure you got to stop the run. I mean, the Chiefs. There's another thing from watching that Super Bowl. They just ran the ball down their throats in the second half. Yeah, they did. And they controlled the clock. I mean, that, yeah. You know, that's, that's even a bigger a, that's issue. Even more of a knock on that guy. What, what was his name? The defensive coordinator, uh, who, who that's, was that's Johnny Spud, Coach Gannon, guilty of tampering. I forgot what was yeah. his name. Oh man, that guy. I, I, I Steve Spagnuolo. No, that oh, was the other yeah. defensive coordinator. Got ripped in the. Man, at some point you gotta at least you gotta at least try to stop the run. I mean, you know, they're gonna have to figure that out. Now you don't like boxes, baby. Extra extra guy in coverage. That's what it's about. It's the modern NFL, Bob. Extra yeah. guy in coverage. Because Jody's got DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you better I do. be able to cover yeah, people. Yeah, two walk in touchdowns. Yeah. There was no coverage. You better be able to cover. That was that was the bigger issue. I will yeah. say DeAndre put uh, went the emoji route. People were bringing up Buffalo and ring chasing, and he put bull and then a, a little uh, poop emoji. So bullshit. Uh, right. I believe he's going to go. <laughs> I believe he's going to go to New England or Tennessee. Whoever gives him the most money. That's my See, belief on I DeAndre. Thought that, I thought that all along, but now I'm starting to believe it's going to be somewhere else. No, right, if they what, don't give him money, maybe maybe then he goes ring shop. And if he has no other options, but uh, he yeah, hasn't grabbed too. neither one of them's given him the money so far, have they, John? No. So yeah. you never know. That deal where you get somebody and you're playing, you want to keep them away from another team. That yeah. I, I don't know when that's ever worked out. Someone could give me an example. I mean that would be interesting. And and Jody's Jets might be uh zeroing in on Dalvin Cook to keep him away from Miami. See how that shakes out. Uh, well, he he just gets hurt all the time. Yeah, Cook Cook, Cook I mean, does have his fantasy. Yeah, I mean, uh, all right, last thing for you uh, Mr. Groats. 
running back question last year in the Super Bowl, Isaiah Pacheco, big game against the Philadelphia Eagles. He a thousand yard back this year for Kansas City. Uh, he's hurt right now, so uh, and they drafted somebody. So no, I see him splitting the ball, they, uh, splitting the touches up. But uh, I think he'll still play a big role. Will he? Will his yardage gained be more than any Philadelphia Eagle running back? Uh, that's a great question. Um, no, no. I think you, Kenneth Gainwell is going to have. You're on the Gainwell bandwagon. Uh, I think he's going to have close to a thousand yards. Wow! Wow! Save this one. I'm thousand gonna, yards for Kenny ask. Gainwell. Not even combined. I'll give you the receiving yards on top of it. There's no way he gets a thousand yards total. Oh, you're gonna give me the receiving yards, receiving yeah, got, and I'm, rushing yards, right. not oh, a wow. thousand for Kenny Gainwell. Wow. We got a good bet, John. You remember this? Yeah, yeah. The Eagles right. like Kenny Gainwell. I'll do this six twenty show if that happens. Here's here's what we're gonna bet. You can pick any one individual thirty-two ounce bottle of water that you want, as expensive as you want. And whatever that price is, we'll uh, find out what the, the number is. You got to buy me that many uh, uh, cases of cheapo water. I want to be stocked with water for the entire cheapo water season yeah. going into 2020. I was going to get that dollar store water. I'm going to get 640 this? bottles of my water as compared to one How bottle about of this? How whatever. About this? I'll do your 520 a.m. show, all right? The uh, 520, yeah, the 520 show. do your show. 520 a.m. show. Or what is it, 820? Oh, uh, man. Yeah, we're, yeah, sometimes we ask you. 820 stuff, yeah. He yeah. got outside, he got in a car, and it's always... Hey, sorry brings... about that. I, I don't know what, uh, you know, I, I, this, uh, I guess this this social media, this uh, Zoom-type thing is new to me again. I'm going to have to get yeah, back man. up the wagon, yeah. Nah. Yeah. I'd you're rock up. solid. You're John, rock solid as always, Bob. Get when, a Perrier. You got to stay hydrated. Yeah. Oh, I when, will. All right, when guys. You, when you get pleasure. back to Lincoln Financial Field, John will teach you how to use your computer for yeah. Zoom purposes oh, at man. some point. Yeah. We we like you in the car, Groach. You John never know. Does. Somebody could be coming for you. It's yeah. smart to be mobile the way you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and absolutely. keep that catalytic converter safe. Yeah, keep it and safe. I don't have to pay as much in taxes either. You know, there you I'm, go. That's a smart man, Bob yeah, Groats. Sure. All right, guys. See you it's, uh, Bob Groats here with us on Birds 365. All right, running late. We always do. That's on me, but it's more on Groats. And Kenny, under over 999 yards, Kenny Gainwell, rushing and pass receiving. McMullen. No, I'm going under. Yeah, I'm going under. No, he's nuts. He think Kenny game was. But great. now I I heard some fans. I saw some fans saying he's not going to make the team. Now that's not the case. The Eagles love him. He's making the team. He's don't worry about that. He'll be on the team. But yeah, I think I think the lead back is going to be Penny or Swift, Swift or Penny, and but Kenny's going to be a big part of the team. But nine ninety nine, yeah, that's too. Uh, Groats had that rushing, just purely rushing. He thinks he no. can get a thousand. No, no shot, no chance. No. All right, that's why we love Bob Groats. All right, quick timeout. Mac and Mac coming back. Put a ball in the show.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. All right, uh, we ran long. Roach will do that to you. Uh, <laughs> whenever Bob comes on. Uh, so we uh, got to exit stage left, but we got a good one tomorrow. Uh, Scott Grayson from Fox 29, uh, host of Props and Locks, is going to be on with us. And Clark Judge, who uh, I wanted a book for a couple different reasons, because he's always good whenever he comes on, one of the best national writers. But I always think of him as a 49er guy, because he was on the 49er beat out in San Francisco years ago. He's part of Yeah, a lot of 49er talk, Jody. Uh, Clark will be good for that. Right. I want to get his whole take on the whole 49ers overstated, Debo being out of the game. You know what it came down to? Basically three letters. S-H is compared to C. Uh, or compared to W, the 49ers could have won the game if Brock Purdy had stayed in it. The way the 49 the 49ers would have won the game if eh, those two letter differences is the dif- biggest difference in the world between being could have won and would have won. And too many Niner players and or fans said would have won, which was stupid. And that's why they got egg on their face. But the fact that it's still a story, low these many months later, get Clark Judge's take on that tomorrow. Hey, by the way, before we leave real quick, uh, Jeremy Fowler, I told you, is doing this top 10 list by executives, players, scouts, et cetera. 
Um, safeties are out. I told you corners. Safeties are out. Um, Eagles don't have a safety. In them. No, they do not, but they use that. Number eight, Detroit Lions, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Really? Now, there wasn't an executive willing to pay him, but he's number eight. Yeah, somehow they thought that great of him, but nobody yeah. was willing to, yeah. to up that money. Kind of uh, who's the who's the kid who went from at, since Bates? Bates is uh, number he is one. number six. It goes Minka Fitzpatrick, Derwin James, Justin Simmons, Buda Baker, trade pickup potentially. Uh Javon uh, Holland from the Dolphins, Jesse Bates, Kevin Byard, Philadelphia's own from Tennessee, CJ. Uh, Huff Nega from the 49ers and Antoine Winfield Jr., number 10. All right. Uh, and the sick difference between six and eight is what? Bates got how much money? Oh, he got a lot. Yeah. Uh, 16, 17. Uh, I'd have to look it up. But and, CJ got, and CJ got eight. Six and a half. He can make up to eight. Right. Uh, with, with incentives. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. That's that's pretty damn good deal that Detroit cut. If that's the case, if they got the eight best cornerback and they're only paying him six and a half, and Atlanta had to pay sixteen for the sixth best safety, yeah, I don't know which is better, Detroit's deal or is Atlanta's deal worse? Also got the honorable mentions: Quandre Diggs, Marcus Williams, Kyle Duggar from the Patriots, Jordan. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde from the Bills. Marcus Z- Williams, who Johnny Mack tells us Eagles wanted. Oh, Eagles wanted him badly. Xavier Couldn't McKinney. Crack the top 10 safeties. Wow. Xavier McKinney, Jalen Petrie. I'm surprised Kyle Hamilton didn't break the top 10 safeties. Next um, year. And no Eagles. No Reed Blankenship. No Terrell Edmonds. Didn't, Sydney Brown. Didn't, didn't think that was happening, but all right, partner. We got two good guests tomorrow. I'll be back here. You gonna be back here? Uh, let's do it. What do you got better going on a Thursday morning? The answer to that question, I'll make it for you. None. So be right back here with us on Birds 365 tomorrow in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365.